0: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report.
1: We are not a robot. Hello, humans. It's Rob here with Not a Robot Podcast with DC Comics review show number 74. And as Brandon would say, it's the world's greatest comic show about the world's greatest superheroes. I hope I got that line right. With yeah. me, as always, <laughs> is the amazing Josh.
0: Hey there, guys
1: and the enigmatic Brandon.
0: Oh, enigmatic. I like it. Thank
2: you.
1: There you go. Fancy words.
2: (laughs) If you ever want to get in
1: touch with us, you can send an email to notarobotcomics at gmail.com, and you can get us on Twitter, too, at notarobotcomics. And if you want your mail read on the show, just let us know. And if you feel like supporting us, you can. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash NARpodcast for very little at a time. Our Patreon page will redirect you there as well if you want to click link. We've also created our very own Discord server. All of us here at Not a Robot are online and ready to chat. With some support, you can find your way into the server to talk all things geek with us and other fans. Keep an eye on Twitter for more info. Uh, Today, we're looking at Catwoman Lonely City number two, Wonder Woman Evolution number two, Batman One Dark Knight number one. Nightwing number 87, Nubia and the Amazons number 3, Catwoman number 38, and Justice League Incarnate number 2. I think that's quite the list. Before we get into that, let's get into some... some... Oh my god. But before we get into that, let's get into some news. Of course, this week is Holiday Central for September. Wow, September? December. I'm living in the past December. Folks. Oh man, <laughs> I wish. But that, that means only one thing. It's ho 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 and a bottle of rum. Oh wait, no! I'm thinking yes. of uh, Jolly Roger again, not the jolly fat guy. <laughs> Shit.
0: Uh,
1: anyway, it, it
0: means it means a lot of horrible lifetime movies and Christmas horror movies.
1: There's not a lot of, of horrible lifetime movies. There's only three in existence. <laughs>
0: well, three different kinds. Three yeah, different yeah, kinds. Yeah, they're, all the yeah, they're, yeah. Pretty, they're
2: pretty much all the same. The
1: rotating cast of characters. Um. Yeah, I had a few interesting things from news this week. I just, I just before we can start, I want to shout out Dollarama in Canada. Dollarama. I hate the voice on yourself checkout, but my God, the fact that you're doling out four dollars, uh, four dollar copy of trades for DC trades <laughs> that not a lot of people wanted, sure, but trades nonetheless for four dollars. It's twenty dollars a book anywhere else. God love you. So yeah, no, you.
2: Rob. Uh... Our dear friend Rob election. pulled in a yeah pulled in a copy of uh, Empire from Mark Wade and
1: oh no that was that was our <coughs> that wasn't that, uh, yeah
0: oh that wasn't but, oh
1: yeah. bummer yeah I just saw still that. a cool find again? though yeah
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it would have been a lot cooler if he got it for four bucks though <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> well it's it's funny there's a story to that that um, I think some people probably don't even realize but that book was initially part of. And I didn't know if it was like an imprint or um, like a, a I don't know, like a publisher or something. But that that book, Empire, from Kitson and Mark Wade, um, was part of an imprint in, at Image in two thousand called Guerrilla Comics. And the reason I know this is because, <coughs> excuse You're me, a library? Um, I am right, a library, exactly. but also. Um, I, I picked up a couple single issues way back when, I don't even remember, of a book called um, Shock Rockets from Kurt Busick and Stuart Eminen, and that book was part of the, like, I guess, Guerrilla Comics launch, but I always oh, remember wow. seeing in the ads in the back of that book, it was like, oh, look at all these new books that we have, and one of them was Empire. Um, and I think there were a couple others that they had. You can look it up. There's, I think there's, like, a Wikipedia article on it. Um, but basically, it was a bunch of, like, you know, DC guys or, or Marvel guys that just kind of came together and, and wanted to do their own, like, special little imprint of, you know, books that you could get in on the ground level that you didn't really need any prior knowledge. So Shock Rockets was one of them, Empire, um, books like that where it's, like, you know, where basically – building our own worlds but um we don't need any prior knowledge so it's actually pretty cool i don't know if you can still find a ton of them available um i think some of them are at like idw now um i may just be like making this entire thing up um but (laughs) there is my 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 brain is a little (laughs) foggy right now so i'm trying to do my best to remember where the fuck it is but as I remember, um, some of them got moved away from Image, but yeah, no, it's, um, that that book, I've, I've always seen, like, ads for it in the back of the Shock Rockets issues that I have, but I've never actually read it, so when Rob sent an issue, or when Rob sent a picture of it, I was like, oh, I'm jealous, I want to wanna check it out for myself, but well, I, I don't know if so. it's available anywhere else.
1: It's in my hometown it, if you want to come get
2: it. Yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll roll up to Canada.
1: I would also it
0: to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> else you Canada. <sighs> yes, yeah. The entire country. The hometown of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Little old Canada.
1: Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I've got a few things. You guys got anything before I I steal the news?
0: (laughs) The only thing that I saw was that there was a Rogues Black Label series coming out in March by Williamson, Leo, Max, and Lopez.
1: Like Flash Rogues? Yes. Yes. Oh, sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep and black label and i don't know if you guys are familiar with are you guys familiar with leo max?
2: I think he did some um hill house stuff for Max. Yeah, character. he
0: did. He he yeah. did Basket Full of Heads, dude. Yes, yeah. It's going to be a really that, interesting looking cool. book. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, Williamson, we're good. we'll see. I I, I we'll see. Wait, I think it sounds like a really cool premise
2: Williamson.
0: Yeah. How many other DC Williamsons are mm-hmm. there? Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Dan Dan it's... Williamson and, and George Williamson and Jerry uh, Williamson.
0: I think he's making these up.
1: Oh no. They they were in the uh, <laughs> <really laughs> comics for a while.
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah. <laughs> well, th- that wait, yeah, but not D C though, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... I just,
1: anyway. I I remember Williamson's run on the Flash, and as as enjoyable as that was at times, I also remember the bad times. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. which I, same th- I think rogues, it's a... especially Black Label, but with Williamson.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's like a cool idea of like um, it's it's like uh, was it like aged rogues or something like that? Like yeah, they're like coming old, together nah, for
0: one last heist. Yeah,
2: I think I think that's like a cool thing. That's it's like um, for sure, and, and yeah. having it
0: on Black Label is like the best idea yeah,
2: yeah but yeah.
0: Oh it has God. me like <laughs> super skittish about it because uh, for five years williamson annoyed the shit out of me with the flash and yeah. um like even most of the story lines that people were into i'm like well at this point i can't even get in- into or enjoy a story arc in his run because i'm not convinced i'm gonna see what happens at the end of it yeah, so, it's
2: just the you know the Flash was one run. I feel like Josh, his Josh, I'm talking like we're best friends. Um, <laughs> you Williamson do that all the time. Been, yeah, <laughs> <no. clears throat>
3: like it, as if it's we're on like Because he knows a first they're basis.
0: gonna be. It's because he knows that they're gonna. Yeah, be his
2: I, I peers. do. I do that all the time. Where I'm just like, yeah, like I'll be talking about like Grant Morrison or something. I'll be like, yeah, Grant did this. And I was like, wait, why am I saying that? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not friends with them. I don't know them like that. I'd love not to yet. be, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yet um but yeah no I feel like he's kind of been on you know a, de- a decent upward swing lately so I'd be more inclined to give this one a chance than probably in the past so in
0: the majority I, and, and of I think his stuff I have so far enjoyed it yeah so I, I feel of. like this is a,
2: a solid enough premise that you can you can kind of do some interesting stuff with it probably
0: you yeah. know keep in mind i'm not saying that i'm i'm apprehensive because of williamson i'm it's because of williamson coming back to the flash universe so quickly yeah. i think it has me going ee, but i'm a big flash fan too so um yeah that's all i've got it's coming out in march if i didn't s- s- say that
1: oh that's uh, i think that's a good segue to my next point point other than the thing coming up in march is uh Issue of a little old book called Justice League. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I could not tell you what number it is coming out in March, but Justice League. What's Justice League? It's. it's Is that
2: like a superhero team or something? Justice League. Justice League.
0: Like just us? Are they like the Avengers
2: or something? Just
1: them. Nobody else. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. I can't. I feel like I've heard of that somewhere before, but I don't remember it.
2: Yeah. Are there, like... Is it, like, a team of, like, the DC characters? Is that is it's, that it's what, not, what we're talking about? not a team,
1: because it's just them.
0: Oh, he's, I think he's, okay. <laughs> I yeah, think he's making it up again, and the next thing you're going to tell us is that there is a dark version of it.
2: Yeah, see, I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> for a book like, like that, even silly. if it is very unknown, I feel like I would have heard of it, but... I don't Justice League. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. No. It's not ringing a bell for
1: me. But. If you're nope. gonna do But a, a dark version league, would be cool. Cool yes. as hell. If you're gonna do a league, you should at least make it international.
0: Rob yeah. V would be awesome at writing a dark version. Yeah, of yeah. This just us league. I so I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, wait, hang on,
2: give me one second, guys. I gotta
0: hang on. Someone's calling. Sure. Huh. So I guess I guess basically what you're saying is is that that is when Bendis is hang- handing over the reins to someone else?
1: I think that's what I'm saying. At least that's what uh, he's telling me here. That, it that is, is
0: such good news. Final
1: issue. At least, at least from what I remember about the solicitation, it's, it's nearing the end of his run. That might not be the final, final issue, but it is part of the last story arc he is writing. So that will be signaling the end of Bendis' run. Which has got us thinking, who's going to take over? Yeah, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. a whole laundry list of amazing writers that could take over Justice League, and I, I personally still think he's got a lot on his plate. But top of my list right now is Tom Taylor.
0: Oh, it uh, Tom Taylor um, or uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson? <clears throat> oh,
1: PKJ would be amazing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely,
1: he does not have his hands full as much as Tom Taylor does, so that might be an easier choice. I just keep thinking of Tom Taylor's tweet where when he got an exclusive contract with DC and announced, it, and he said he has big plans coming. So, what's bigger than the Just Us League? You know, the Just right. Us League.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean Taylor PKG J That's I know I, I do, do that too. <laughs> I, <don't know> why. <laughs> I think G just comes busters. more
2: naturally. Yeah, they're my yeah, top they two like picks in current EKG talent. Meter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, Taylor and Kennedy Johnson are my top two picks in current talent, mm-hmm. and you like yes. the yeah. current popular talent pool. But when it comes to anything that involves Superman or the idea of the Justice League, I can't help but want the Marks involved in some way.
2: Mark- marks. Uh,
0: Marx uh, Russell and Wade I'm sorry
2: oh I was like oh. the, I thought Mark you were talking Miller? about like Karl Marx for a second Karl Marx no <laughs> <Like the> Marx he's <laughs> you know, a legendary comic writer Carl. Uh, Marx yeah no Carl <laughs> Marx is well known for his love of, of the DC universe that's weird <laughs> there's a line uh, in the communist manifesto where he talks about how we should all aspire to be like the Justice League
0: that's my favorite line because it's um, the what? It's
1: Just Us League <laughs> the Just
0: Us <Yeah>. League yeah. <laughs> and we are again with this Justice League shit yeah yeah um (coughs)
1: become full circle
0: yeah no I
2: um I I I don't think I'd want Mark Wade to do another run on Justice League just because I feel like you kind of already had your time with JLA like you're good you I feel like you said what you needed to say
0: at the Um, same time this is like a different Justice League you know what I mean we yeah, have a totally my, my different con- dynamic. We've got my, my Black Adam be, and Hippolyta.
2: My, my concern would be I just I would prefer to see a newer voice try something, you know. Oh, different. no, that's what I'm saying. So, like,
0: out of the current pool of talent, it's just there, there's somebody in me that would always want – I always would like to see Mark Wade or Mark Russell involved in a Justice League book. Or Superman, either one, I'll take it.
2: Yeah. One. I think, yeah, I think because I've kind of – I've already seen him on JLA and there were – there were some good arcs there, but it was it was it was too short. Plus, I mean, Wade had the impossible. I guess there could be potential in that. I, I don't think he'd want to anymore. Oh but, no. Um, you know, I think I think Wade in particular had one of the shittiest tasks when he wrote JLA because he literally had to follow Grant Morrison, and it's like, how do you how do you possibly follow that up? Right.
0: Be um, like, god damn it! I know. All the times to s- get my book. That's awesome. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: So so I personally I, I would love for it to be Philip Kenny Johnson. I think he's like I think he would be perfect for Justice League just in the world building and the scale and everything. And if you're reading action comics right now, I think you know what I mean by that.
0: Um yep. but I, I think th- both of them would they I think both of them excel at world building and character yeah. framing and
2: I I, I think um, <clears throat> when I'm not dying of illness I'm going to work on that short list to determine who I think would probably fit the bill and has the time to actually write it. But I think the problem that you probably already mentioned is that just people at DC are just too busy right now. Like All the all the best writers are doing like five different projects and for them to take on a book like Just Us League it's just too big. <laughs> we um,
1: are
0: dorks. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does
1: beg the question if the so people at DC are very busy. Maybe there's room for a freelancer. Maybe, Maybe there is. from Marvel.
2: Yeah, very, very well could be.
1: Yeah. And if we're talking that, I, I don't know his status with Marvel, if he's exclusive or not, but I would love to see Al Ewing take a stab at it.
2: I would adore that <laughs> more than anything <laughs> in the world. That would be amazing. Yeah. And Al Ewing has... Mentioned a couple times that he's a huge Flash fan. He was a huge Wally West fan, um, but I don't know. I think I think he may still be Marvel exclusive. I know he definitely was as of the time of doing um, Immortal Hulk. So yeah. it's hard to say, <clears throat> but I would I would absolutely adore that, Rob. Would, that, that's my dream, actually, just to see him do something in some capacity, but really, really just writing either the Flash or Green Lantern. Oh gosh, if he because
1: his Guardians run was yeah, like, I was I like think, if you stellar. if you could
2: do I know if you could do for the DC cosmic what you did for Guardians oh you I would know? die happy yeah
1: okay. I mean, the only All thing right. I hated about that series is that eighteen was the last one.
2: I know, I know. I guess the sales just weren't there, but yeah. Um, Fuck people. Get out of your ass, Jesus. I know, I know. Guardians and Sword were both great books from Ewing, both great cosmic books. Um, Oh, Sword? I think he was. Sword was canceled, kind of, but I think is getting relaunched basically next year is a new book. Seven
1: issues. What the
2: hell? I know. (laughs) Yeah, li- literally, like I think it was eleven in the end, like just shy of twelve. But oh, wow. I guess if you count like the last annihilation tie, in it's technically twelve. But oh, wow. anyway, that's silly.
0: <clears throat> I want to see uh, somebody like ne- that never that's never really got their hands dirty um, in DC. And I don't know. I I suggested Jed McKay, the guy that did the Moon Knight and Death of Doctor Strange series, to to uh, pen the Justice League. And I know that seems like a strange choice, but I think the way that he frames his stories, I, I would dig that in the Justice League. Unless, I mean, you guys weren't fans, but... I think it could be I, interesting, I actually but read it. I, yeah,
2: I don't know if it would be the right choice for Justice League, and I know he's like... Fully involved in Marvel right now. He's you know really kind of <clears throat> spearheading all their next stuff. So um, I I don't I don't know. There's a, there's there's options, but it's hard to say who exactly is going to be next. My guess is it's it's probably going to be a couple of fill-ins before they actually decide who they want their next long-term writer to be. But yeah.
0: hopefully, it's some interesting stuff. We'll see what fits into DC's grand plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> I know a lot of people wanted Joshua Williamson to do it which I think could be good yeah. but I know I mean you want to talk about people who definitely don't have any time I, I yeah. know for a fact he would,
0: there would be no way he could do Batman,
2: Robin, Justice League Justice League Incarnate and like the 15 other books that he's doing Right, right
0: now I dig him I found I like him on what are basically single character books. Yes. Yeah. That that seems to be my deal with him, I think. You'll be not. a
2: really left field choice they get Tom King to do it. I don't think they're going to let him do it. Incontin- uh, don't even don't a, a, even. a long-term in continuity story again cuz I think they learned their lesson with Batman. Um, at least with <sighs> Supergirl, you know it's 8 issues even though that series for me at least is, well, I won't get into it but um, I, I think I think after Batman, they're like, yeah, no, you're not you're not gonna do like a eighty plus issue run. But I think it could be interesting if you did like a twelve issue story, maybe. But I don't think they'll do that in continuity, at least. So I don't know. I
0: there's also don't think that there's there. room for his kind of narrative in in Williamson's Infinite Frontier, or Birth of the Multiverse, or Omniverse, or whatever the hell we're gonna call this era of DC. Yeah. I don't think he'd be you know, good fit for Justice League.
2: Probably not. That's why he's, you know, doing kind of a ton of Black Label books right
1: now. Like, they're kind of in their own king-verse, if you will. <laughs>
0: yeah, kind of.
1: What's Tomasi doing these days?
2: He is, believe it or not, I, I didn't find this out until Terrificon 2021, but he's actually freelance now. He's not, he's not DC oh, wow. exclusive anymore. Yeah, I guess... Either he didn't re-up his contract um, <coughs> this year, or they decided not to offer him a contract anymore. But I know that because he was talking about the um, he and and Jeff Johns and a bunch of other people are doing like that. Did any of you read Geiger from Image?
0: No, but I've heard a lot of good things about it.
2: Yeah, so Geiger is—it's almost. I think they're trying to do like a Manola verse thing, except with the Geiger verse. So. They've basically been building out this entire universe of newer, newish characters. And one of the ones that was advertised was a new series from Tomasi and Brad Walker called "Snipe and Slug." But gotcha. that one, I don't think, is coming until next year, because they had planned to release it this year, but <clears throat> I guess, something happened with the timing or whatever. Um, my guess is Brad Walker got busy but I, I know that because now that he's you know doing all the kind of Geiger stuff he's you know fully freelance so probably keep doing a couple projects here and there at DC but I think um, I don't think he'll uh, probably do a big long run
0: anymore yeah, fair, enough. fair enough yeah <laughs> alright anything else going on out there in the comic world guys
1: I got two more Ooh. Uh, one of which, Brandon, you could probably talk more about it. Uh, but before we get oh. to that, I just want to shout out Hawkeye is finishing <laughs> its run this week with Episode 6. It's full yeah. of Matt Fraction and David Ajahn. <laughs> Goodness, bro, so good. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't so watched good, it, bro. you I need think to watch that's it and that. see why Hawkeye is the greatest Avenger. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> so excellent, bro.
1: It's very good, bro. Yes,
0: I guess. <laughs> Right. Oh, so
1: good.
0: <laughs> I think that's why I enjoy the <clears throat> Hawkeye show is because it's dripping in Matt Fraction.
1: No, oh, yeah. yeah. It's just oozing Matt Fraction.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's not a problem. I like no, Matt Fraction. Not at all. I...
1: Um and we have Dark Horse news in the comic world. Uh, oh you, yeah. You probably know more about it than I do, Brandon.
2: I, I don't know a ton, but uh, uh, <clears throat> I know because um, I saw online and also Dark Horse sent us the announcement. But um, if you haven't heard, it was really kind of all over the news. Actually, in like place well places I normally wouldn't think of, you know, talking about comic stuff, but because it's a kind of a financial move, it's it's been mentioned there. Like I saw like an article in Forbes about it, and I was like, what the right. hell.
0: Um, Forbes has been covering a lot of off-the-wall things, I've noticed. Yeah, I
2: guess this one makes more sense just because it's an acquisition, but um, I'll I'll stop dancing around it. Um, uh, it, Yes, in case you haven't heard, um, Dark Horse recently announced that um, the company, at least I I believe around 80% of it or something like that, um, would be purchased by a Swedish gaming company called... um, Embracer Group AB, who I okay. guess are also known as THQ. well I we oh. know from like the um, what? Yeah, I, no. I think because I, I saw. <laughs> oh my god! Somewhere you mention, have no like, idea was... what that
0: means. Um, Shit!
2: I, mean, I
1: know Dark Horse wanted to open a, a game. Well, I think side, it, it, but... it
2: might. It might be. It might be that that. Um... No, no. So, so that company, Embracer, I think, purchased THQ um yeah yeah because the the company is also known as nordic games and then i i do remember this one where they they basically purchased thq back in like 2016 and then they merged and they became thq nordic so okay yeah so it's not it's not like it's not it's not fully thq it's basically the merger company purchased or decided to purchase um 80 percent i believe
0: of The shares of Dark Horse. Right. So THQ and Nordic Games came together, merged together, and then five years
2: ago, and then now have basically decided to acquire um, Dark Horse in its entirety. Which again, I'm so
0: happy. Do you know what this means? What's that? Dark Horse video games
2: yeah they they did announce a couple months back i think that they were starting a video games division but um i think you know when i saw that news at first because i remember josh you had mentioned like i don't remember what episode it was but apparently they had been looking for um like purchases or something yeah a buyer something like that and i was like oh i don't know about that because my concern was just like well you know what does that mean for creators who are looking to you know, do their creator own stuff at a place like Dark Horse. And from my understanding, it seems like that is not going to change. What is going to change is that the media that they do own, which I don't think is is really anything, um, because, again, aside from the licensed properties that they have, like Star Wars, or or not Star Wars, Aliens, and... um, Stuff like that, I think those are probably the ones that are going to get adaptations, whereas some of the creator-owned stuff is just kind of going to stay the same.
0: Cause uh, the way man, the way don't that, ruin it for me. Yeah, the way, I mean, the way that I... mean, there's licensing that could be worked out. <laughs> yeah, the way that
2: I have been uh, meant to understand this is apparently all the books that they don't own, like, a, I don't know, like a Black Hammer or an Ether or... Um, um, uh, like uh, paybacks, or I'm trying to think of like all the Harrow County, like all the all the dark horse books that you probably know, um, <clears throat> because they don't actually own any of that stuff. That is just going to kind of remain as it is, and they'll probably just keep publishing those creator-owned books as they normally would. Whereas some of the licensed properties that they <clears throat> that they do own the rights to are just are basically going to be. Um, owned and then, you know, possibly used and and purposed in video games by um, Nordic THQ. So I I think that's, it sounds like that's what they're doing. Like basically all the creator-owned stuff that you like is just going to kind of stay the same and some of the other stuff will, you know, basically be um, adapted into video games, other kinds of media, Um, which is fine, I think. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that.
0: Well, I got a thought about that. You can sit there and be logical all you want, but I'm gonna sit here and hope that I get a Black Hammer versus BPRD video game. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun, but you, you probably have
2: to, <laughs> yeah, you probably have to talk to to Lemire and um, and Manola about that. I'm Although hoping I THQ
0: think, Nordic does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, again, and that, I think that was my only concern really with this acquisition was just I know what it means. I mean, not personally, but in a, in a purely abstract Common sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, I know I know what it means to have a parent company involved, especially in a publisher where there can be a lot more oversight. I mean, God knows we've been seeing that at Marvel and DC for years ever since they Jesus. were acquired by, you know, Disney and AT&T and all these people respectively. Um, right.
0: Well, how, what's that train go DC Comics Warner Brothers, Discovery, HBO Max, then AT and
2: Yeah, it's like I don't even. It's so many different parent it's companies that I don't even man. know. Yeah. Where it's just like, you you basically have to always keep in the back of your mind that someone is going to be looking over your shoulder and possibly saying mm, you can't do that. Whereas, you know, uh, generally with creator own, there's there's never that worry. The freedom is you can do whatever you want. So, my concern was with the parent company. I would just be worried that there would be a lot more oversight in terms of what creator-owned books can get approved versus what ones can't and in terms of how these creators negotiate um, film and TV rights, you know, whether or not Dark Horse owns a percentage of that or they retain the the full rights of it. I just I didn't know enough about the deal. So that was my concern initially. And (coughs) it sounds like that isn't going to change. But I again, hope so. more could more could come to light about it that we don't even know about. So,
0: I mean, if that changes, Dark Horse Comics collapses.
2: Yeah, it would. It would suck, and and you're just going to have a, a huge exodus of people who're just like, nope, I'm putting my stuff at, at Image or IDW or Boom or at a place where We're I don't have to worry about a parent Italian. company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we well, probably not value just because they're a superhero universe guys, but. Um, yeah, just like you'd have yeah, people who are, who are basically just like, I don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore if there's going to be someone looking over my shoulder. I hope that's not the case, but if if it does end up being that, then you know it it is what it is. But I think
0: the image I think... will have a serious talent boom. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I I hope that's not the case. I hope they just kind of remain as they are. It sounds like it's the plan um and you know mike richardson isn't an old school comics guy so i I can't imagine that their concern moving forward is just going to be primarily on how do we just you know make money off adaptation rights like they're they're always gonna i feel like they'd always maintain their interest in selling comics and stuff but again it's 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 probably still too early to tell whether or not (coughs) that's the case so we'll see Anyway, Enough. that's the, that's the, that, that's the that's news. That's that. Yeah, that's, okay. the, that's the dark
0: horse And news. that's the news. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, exciting stuff. <clears throat> I, I, damn, I, I didn't even realize it was THQ.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I remember, like, being so, – because I'd never heard of this group before. I was like, when you see that, you know, news at first, like, who the hell is Embracer – um, but then I think someone had mentioned like oh they are joined with THQ and then I looked it up and I was like oh yeah no I remember the the merger between um, Nordic and THQ I just I never heard it referred to as embracer group um, no but, me either yeah I was like what the, what the hell is that um, but yeah no I'm, I mean at the very least I'm sure most of people out there have heard of THQ at least. Yeah,
0: just oh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that thought alone is what's got me, like, just, I mean, of course, the likeliness is very, very low, but, I mean, THQ does those wrestling games right, and those are highly customizable, and then being able to do that with the superhero universe that happens in DCU, okay. or not superhero universe, but you know what I mean, the different yeah. characters in there, mm-hmm. that They're would be a, so awesome.
1: BPRD open world or something? like yeah like, like some MMO? kind of
0: hybrid super smash brothers mixed with Mortal Kombat some shit like oh. that <laughs> yeah oh. <coughs> oh man yes please
1: Which, yeah, yeah the possibilities are limitless
0: I hope somebody's listening to this that, yeah. that <laughs> cares about it <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to happen.
1: sorry guys can you give me just one minute
0: oh, I yeah. suppose so uh 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 So how uh, how long are you gonna? be? You're away from home right now, or you're back at home?
2: Um, no, we're in um, <coughs> we're in California right now. So um, yeah, no, we're we're away for the next um, week, basically. Uh,
0: and then you got to go back to school? Uh,
2: no, no, I I won't be back at school until late. January um, but this is just this is me and, and my family just kind of visiting some of our family on the west coast and you know for Christmas and all that stuff so um, right on yeah no it'll um, it'll it's so far well it was nice so far <laughs> man when I woke up this oh, morning no. I thought I was dying um, but yeah no it's um, it's just, just kind of a week um, vacation away from massachusetts and then um we'll be back for the new year and basically just kind of stay there for the rest of the
0: month i'm assuming the weather is much better than it is in the northeast
2: it is definitely warmer um but it's been pretty cloudy so far honestly so um you know it's it's like st- still still kind of miserable
0: i hear you that but i'm, I'm in georgia i will take the california weather right now any day of the week (laughs) oh is it
2: is it is it still like super warm there
0: um no it gets it gets mid like mid 60s Ah. uh, high 60s and and then it'll hit like 40 45 at night and then every once in a while it just drops all the way down to like 20 dude huh Oh, you wake geez. up in the house the heaters have been going all night and it's still 68 it's like oh, what the hell <laughs> yeah
2: that's that's nuts man oh, yeah no it's I think it's definitely nice to have like a little bit of a break from the cold um, but you know it's like it's just still not super warm or anything it's, it's more like it's a little bit warmer but it's not that bad
0: it's not the California weather you want.
2: Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, the, it's not the sunshine that I think mo- I'm usually used to.
0: Um. <coughs> so you're, are you originally from California?
2: Yeah, so I was, I was born in Oakland, um, and I lived there pretty much for most of my life. And then we were in L.A. for a little while, um, and then I, I came out to Massachusetts to go to high school. Because um, I was a boarding school, and then basically we ended up just moving to Massachusetts a couple years back. So, right on a li- little bit of um, all over, I guess. But California is probably you know the the area I know the most, just because like that's basically where I grew up um,
0: primarily. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Raiders. Yeah,
2: yeah. Actually, well, not anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Yeah, uh, that's some they, they left shit. us again. I, to, I know. Now they're in fucking Vegas. Well, shit. I mean, like, I'm I'm basically of the, I'm basically of the last generation of people who actually had the both the Raiders and the Warriors within Oakland, like within my lifetime. Because now, right. I mean, they're all gone. I mean, you know, yep. the the Warriors at least are. They don't even call themselves the Oakland Warriors anymore. They're just they're Golden State, and they've officially yep. moved. But, I mean, I even I remember, like, when they were back at Oracle Arena, and that was, like, kind of nice for us to have that stadium, you know, in our in our neighborhood. And now it's like they've all left us. And the A's are yep. planning to move soon, I'm sure, once they finally decide where they want to go. But um, we're just going to have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Cause, just because we just – this, this area Oakland has just has always been too broke for these teams and um it's sad but it's like I get it I get why they leave but um you know it's still it still kind of sucks
0: yeah yeah no it definitely does there's just something about Las Vegas Raiders that doesn't quite roll off the tongue
2: yeah um,
0: yeah you know it's,
2: it's it's whatever it's like I get it I get that Las Vegas is probably a better area for you but like they're always going to be the Oakland Raiders to, to us um, yep and I guess I mean for people in LA at least like they're always going to be the LA Raiders so you're just going to have like three different areas fighting over who actually uh, who actually has the rights to the team spiritually anyway it's um, Oakland but it's a, yeah it's, 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 o- it's that's Oakland it's that, that's, Oakland that's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's the correct answer
0: uh okay i used to have a rich gannon jersey oh
2: really yes
0: <laughs> yeah oh uh, i ever since i was a little kid i was a, a raiders fan uh, i i, I, I pre- growing up i
2: appreciate that because most are not
0: <laughs> yeah growing up in michigan i mean you were just a detroit lions fan
2: Oh,
3: That's God. just
0: what you did. And they yeah. were a losing team. And I was like, uh. and then I would get made fun of for jumping from a losing team to who at the time was notoriously a losing team. <laughs> and I'm like, well, at least they're a cool losing team.
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I know, I know at least a lot of people, um, in the San Fran area, like they're diehard 49ers fans, and eh. there, there at least used to be kind of that like Bay Area rivalry between the 49ers fans and the Oakland's fan or the Raiders fans. Just because like you know the 49ers had a better stadium, and it seemed like people liked them better, and they they just seemed like the more like supported and and funded team, which is true, but it's like. You know, especially when you're from Oakland, like you're always gonna root for the underdog. So like, I I always saw that shit, especially like this the SF people. It's just like, eh, who cares? Like the the Raiders are always gonna be my team. The A's are always gonna be my team. The Warriors, when we had them, always gonna be our team. Um, but
0: where you at with the Sharks?
2: With the Sharks? I don't know. I was never really a hockey guy, so I never. Oh, that's too
0: bad. You're yeah, missing out. I never a great I never really sport. followed them. Missing out on a great sport. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say the Sharks are a great team. <laughs> Why well, I, I can't?
2: Well, I can't. I can't. I mean, like I, I was never a hockey guy, but I, I'm almost afraid to say that in Massachusetts, just because everyone is like diehard ruins like oh yeah, fanatic. <laughs> they're just like you don't. You don't even want to say like eh, I don't really watch hockey because that's like sacrilege.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, again, I grew up in Michigan. Oh yeah, so. I had a hundred foot by two hundred foot pond, dude. Um, oh my god, my place was a place to go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait, so where where are you on um, on baseball? Are you a Tigers guy still, or are you? Uh... Oh,
0: I I haven't watched baseball in so long. It <laughs> the Tigers, it was I gave up probably like fourteen years old. It was just yeah. absolutely horrible, and and honestly. It, I had ADD as a kid. It, it was just too long. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah.
0: And then um I held on to basketball for quite a while longer. Yeah. And, oh yeah, um, cuz I
2: mean you had you guys at the Pistons like the, the Oh Isaiah god, the hell yeah. Era. Man.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, you t- Isaiah Thomas, Joe
2: Dumars.
0: Yeah. The big huge rival we rivalry we had with Chicago it was just it was live man but then after that died down i don't know something happened and it felt like basketball just turned into an uh, a couple hour long shoe commercial
2: ah uh, damn yeah
0: but i still love football man i still love i still love hockey yeah soccer's badass to watch i like watching some soccer
2: Mm, yeah, no. I would probably say. I mean, at least for me, I was always more of like the baseball or basketball guy. I never, I never watched football that much. Um, a lot of my family still love it, but because um, my dad is from New York, so he's still like a just diehard, diehard Giants fan. Um, oh wow! <laughs> and, uh, I know, I know. Well, well, he's like, cause he he's from Brooklyn, so his. Kind of teams were always like you know those those Brooklyn teams. So he was a Mets guy, um, and <laughs> we make fun of him endlessly for that because they just they will never win. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um... <coughs> um, yeah, no, I I I was probably more of a basketball and baseball guy at least for at least at least growing up um i probably haven't followed the season lately as much as i'd like but
0: um just cuz i
2: don't well, have that much time but
0: i typically um, follow the raiders but um
2: <laughs>
0: i hope understandably this year <laughs> yeah it's kind of been left off of my radar
2: yeah yeah kind of a kind of a shame actually the funny thing is like once the warriors started doing good people Uh, because I still have like a ton of you know old Warriors merch that I had when I was a kid and you have people that will come up to you and be like oh you're just jumping on the bandwagon because they're good now and it's like oh dude you don't even you don't even know how long we've been holding on to this stuff just waiting for our chance only to have someone basically call you like a you know a poser or bandwagon guy like we've been dying to have a, a chance at an actually decent team for years um
0: um, you know and, who and, calls people posers? who's that Posers and drunk people yes I that's it <laughs> I,
2: I i mean i've like i had a, a like a um I'm trying to think it was like a the town t shirt or something that I'd gotten years ago um and then I had someone base literally just come up to be like, "Oh, are you a warriors fan or something like that and I was like, well yeah, um and it was like, oh." Did you just did you just join? Like, did you just hop on because they're good now? It's like, dude, no, no. I'm like, this has literally been my life. Like, I've I was you know lived in Oakland for like twelve years. Like, <laughs> I've been I've been riding with this team since I was born. Right. <laughs> we've we've had all our ups and downs.
0: Yeah, you can say um, that again.
2: Yeah. Did Rob,
1: okay.
0: I'm dude. not sure. Oh, oh, there he is. Well, hell, when did you hop back on? Uh,
1: like, I was literally gone about a minute. I've been sitting here waiting. Oh, sure. oh well, hell, what did are you, you waiting for? We were just yeah. talking
0: f- till you yeah. got back. Yeah, I
1: talking, <laughs> back. I thought you were doing a thing. I didn't want to interrupt. It <laughs> like you are nah. having fun.
0: <laughs> nah, it was passing the time, man. Oh. But I guess it's time to jump into those books now, huh? Yes, it is. yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, okay, right. first up we have <coughs> Catwoman Lonely City. So this is written by Cliff Chang with art by Cliff Chang. Colors by Cliff Chang. and Letters <laughs> by Cliff Chang. Did he edit Those... the book too? It's a book too. <laughs> by Cliff Chang. <laughs> so Selina gets a crew together. Yeah, including Edward Nigma and his daughter Edie. That's brilliant choice, uh as she continues to plan a heist on the bat cave meanwhile mayor dent is struggling to keep his election afloat against councilwoman councilwoman barbara gordon and vows to take catwoman down to secure his victory uh, i think this is just a wonderful story honestly i'm i'm really digging this i it's oh, yeah. nice as a black label um, yeah. but I just want more. And the, the art's beautiful. I think Cliff Chang's really yep. done himself, and I, I love little looks into the future like this. I can't wait to see how this pans out.
0: And all hey, the throwback stuff and the nods to the story. past. Yeah. There's there's a little bit of good good humor in there. Mm-hmm. It is a little slow. That's really the only warning that I give to people. But it is a good story, man. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, it's um, <clears throat> it's it's still pretty cool so far. I mean, I think the last issue definitely had its, you know, Dark Knight Returns influence on its sleeve quite um, oh, yeah. a lot, but I think this one kind of stood out a little bit more on its own, its own history and everything. Agreed. So. <laughs> just really cool stuff, and Cliff Chang is
0: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he does it all. He
0: does. Yeah.
1: That is a 8.75 out of 10 for me. It's just, it may be a lonely city, but it's a wonderful city. <laughs> At least if they got rid of the bad cop enforcers, it would be a much cop. better city. But yeah. yeah. yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10, too. Mm-hmm. Or
0: I gave it an 8 out of 10. He didn't give it an 8 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10, Well, I, I of
2: 10 too. <laughs> well then no, I would retract go.
0: my correction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and throw in Wonder Woman eleven or Evolution number two. There we go. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> written by Stephanie Phillips uh, with Mike Hawthorne on pencils, Adriano on Benedetto damn, on inks, Jordi Belair on colors, Tom Napolitano doing lettering with the cover by Hawthorne and Belair. This is a pretty quick book. Wonder Woman finds herself chasing a young girl only to stumble upon mascara. The girl disappears, and there's a superhuman, not Steve Trevor, there trying to kill Diana. She whoops him as she realizes that this is not her Themyscira, and she's whisked away to an unknown place to stand judgment for all of humanity. But she does it in a super cool outfit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the art except for in just a couple panels with some like mild wide eyes. But the art was really, really good, and I'm digging this story. I liked it. Eight out of ten.
1: Yeah, I'm digging it yeah. too. Uh, I'll also give it an eight out of ten. It's it's very interesting. I odd status to say. I kind of wish this was the main story. <laughs> the main yeah. book. So,
2: no, I, I uh, that was going to be my point is just you yeah. know if you're kind of uninterested or bored by the current Wonder Woman. Um, Storyline, I feel like this is kind of a really great departure from that, which is just, you know, Wonder Woman's facing some big cosmic decision or, or whatever is going on. And this really kind of explores that. So um, even if it was a quick read, like I was, it was, you know,
0: I was it was amazed. interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Yep. Oh, yes, I and mean, I forgot yeah. to mention that she doesn't have her powers anymore because uh, Not Steve Trevor shoots her and she gets shot, bleeds, etc.
2: Yes, yeah. So I, I gave this one an 8.25 out of 10. I actually
1: dug it quite a lot. All right, and that will bring us to our last book of the lightning round. Uh, with Batman, One Dark Knight. Uh, that was written by Jock, with art by Jock, and colors by Jock, and letters <laughs> by Clem Robbins, not Jock, it's Clem Robbins. Uh, but, but Clem Robbins cover... did a good kid. Yeah, he did the variant cover by Cliff Chang, actually. <laughs> nice, yeah. sweet. He's everywhere. <laughs> so Batman is monitoring a GCPD transport of EMP, the villain EMP, not EMPs, the device. As multiple gangs converge on the convoy to take out the villain EMP, escapes and after a chase upon the rooftops of Gotham, Batman just barely misses his chance to stop him from absorbing energy from the power grid and causing a citywide blackout. Batman now has to carry the unconscious man to Blackgate himself, all while fending off the various gangs of the city. And you get a nice look at that at the end of all the gangs converging on his location. And damn, there's actually a lot of gangs in Gotham. More than I realized.
0: Yep. I noticed they even threw the neons in there, and I thought that was kind of (laughs) cool.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, Jock is, is quite the storyteller, honestly. He's a really good artist, but he's oh man, got yeah. a, a way with the the writing pencil as well as the artistic pencil as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing, though, uh, there was a lot of nods to events in the past that just made me feel like this book is a sequel to something, but I couldn't find anything that it is a sequel to. So it might just be very good world-building in the dialogue, mm-hmm. um, but you know, some yeah. of it, it would be like... This seems like it's important. <laughs> like, you kind of need to see this and know what's going on. But we'll see. It's still the first issue. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. I really dug it. I'm excited to see where this goes next. Thank yeah, God cool. there's going to be a too dark night.
0: Right. <laughs> there's, oh, man. I'm, what a crazy, crazy story, man. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you get some Riddler vibes when you first saw uh, EMP? When like when I first saw it, I was like, "Wait a minute, what the hell?" Because I don't know something about the way okay. that he looked just reminded me of the Riddler. But
1: I got a Firefly vibes, oddly enough.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious.
1: That's
0: kind of yeah, but so what a crazy story. But it is a crazy story that I am totally on board with. Oh, sure. It's it's a very interesting setup issue, and we <laughs> have to wait until February to get the second one. But. Yeah. Damn, man, this was a wonderful read, Jack, all the way around. It's golden, man. Eight point seven
1: five out of ten. I'll be honest, I wasn't even trying to make a joke, and I just realized the joke that I made. What was I? I I literally did just. I I was Uh actually thinking like he he looks like he's got a burned body, and Fire like Garvey Alliance has had a a burned body before, and it looks like Uh I didn't Uh even make that. Thanks for catching that, Josh. um <laughs> I've
2: not had a chance to to read this one yet but um I was really interested in it and you know jock is obviously awesome and um so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to checking this one out
3: mm-hmm.
0: all right so somebody hollers at you brandon says hey there's this book here it's written by Jock it's drawn by jock colored by jock <laughs> it's 15 bucks should I get it what are you gonna tell them?
2: I, well, I can't, I can't tell him anything yet, because I, I don't know. But based on what I've heard, it sounds like it would be a worthy, a
0: worthy buy. Um, I didn't just mean this I title. Thought. I mean any just random title that had Jock all over the book. Oh, I, of course. I, You so know I it's mean, at least going to be a 7.5. It's oh, like, yes, yeah, buy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, mean, well.
2: I, think, I think we can all speak to that, especially um, our, our Resonant Witches superfan, um, Josh. You know, oh yeah is, oh my god all yes. over that
0: book and <laughs> i, I so, love that book so much <laughs> yeah so um
2: if you haven't if you haven't read witches i mean i don't know if that's what you want to read for christmas but if, it, you, if it's, you haven't read witches, it's what you
0: should read for christmas <laughs> <laughs> treat yourself yeah
2: it's well yeah it's uh you can definitely treat yourself but it's it's not gonna if you're looking for like a feel good story it is not that
1: <laughs> it's gonna make you feel no.
2: uncomfortable
1: yeah
2: as it should um that's that's it's a, great,
1: it's a great horror story. All right, well that was our lightning round. Uh so now we're going to go from one dark Knight and just wing it on over to Nightwing. We're gonna now, wing that's it? A really bad transition, but that's gonna Ooh. come from Brandon.
2: Nah, I wasn't it wasn't half bad. Very clever. Not bad.
0: but hey, <laughs> let's go ahead and do that after we take a commercial break. It's a
1: all good right. idea. Let's do a yes. commercial break. Be right back, folks. Enjoy. After these messages, will be right back.
3: Now, back to our program.
1: And we're back. So I'm gonna try that transition again. We flew all the way from Gotham and we are now in Bloodhaven with Nightwing, and Brandon's gonna tell us all about that one.
0: Thank hey, you, you for saying that right.
2: Ah. Yeah, exactly. uh, anyway, Nightwing is in Bloodhaven. Oh, uh, <laughs> <well>, uh, <laughs> we were so close damn it uh, no um yeah so this is nightwing number 87 brought to us by the usual uh, fantastic team of tom taylor bruno redondo with colors inside from in adriano lucas letters from wes abbott you know them you love them i hope mm-hmm. um but before we get into today's story um There is uh, something that I, you know, kind of have to mention before we get into this issue, and that is the format, which is, uh, for every single page in this comic, it is, works to form one continuous image. So basically, if you were to rip out every single page of the issue, or reading digitally, line it up, all is one giant, you know, image, it would would function and, and flow as one continuous story, which is i mean just amazing to us amazing to look at again i think just as an artistic achievement from bruno redondo is i mean like just hats off to him that's absolutely incredible I, i can't even imagine i'm sure it was drawn on like a smaller canvas just so you could accommodate for that large of an image but even still that is just an incredible amount of effort and The fact that he made it look so seamless, like, once you turn to the issue itself, you'll see exactly what I mean, but it is just incredible. Um, But the story itself is fairly simple. Uh, Dick Grayson, following his announcement that he is going to be using the money that he inherited from Alfred to fix up Bloodhaven, is now a man wanted by pretty much everyone in the city, Uh, particularly some guys who, as Dick says himself, don't really know how to use their words and would rather use force uh, but in I this mean, there's case, a hell of
0: a reason it's a 10 million dollar bounty million on his head
2: yeah pretty pretty hefty price but again oh, the yeah. catch is that the hit is not out on nightwing or any of the bat family the hit is out on dick grayson because of his efforts to try and fix uh, the city dun, dun, um,
0: dun, dun. But the
2: the actual issue itself is fairly straightforward it is some people have uh, gone to dick's apartment and have kidnapped his his sweet, sweet boy, or actually his and Barbara's sweet, sweet girl, uh, Haley, and they need to make a mad dash back to his apartment to make sure that she is safe, they can take them out, uh, and leave them for the feds, um, since they can't trust the cops. And that's pretty much the issue. I mean, literally, it's just Nightwing making his way across the city, um, occasionally running into some trouble here and there, but eventually making his way back to his apartment after Rondae... A brief rendezvous with Babs, uh, who, you know, assists him in getting his apartment back before they save Haley and swing off into the night. Um, but again, I think for what might seem like a fairly short and bare-bones story is just told so incredibly, effectively well in this like I was picking that up too, man. That it's just like you don't even care that, like, oh, yeah, it's really just a very simple story of Nightwing getting back to his apartment and saving Haley. But the fact that it's told in this format and and told in such an engaging way is really what kept my attention throughout the issue. And it's just like you kind of start with a fairly simple premise, but by the end of it, like, I just had this enormous smile on my face because I was just like, this is fucking awesome. This is is being as creative as you can possibly be with Nightwing and, and using the character just incredibly well. And again, shout out to Bruno Redondo. I don't know. I mean, I've read a lot of issues of Nightwing, so I I don't know that I could say this is my favorite single issue, but I can say that this is definitely in the top five. Like if 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 I were Whoa. someone, I know, I know, I know, right? Like if I if there, I there were, was
0: something strange about this issue that just it made me want to rate it way higher than <sighs> I should. I had to go back and just reevaluate it.
3: Well, it's but just there is like, something I mean,
0: I, when you're reading it for such a quick issue. This, the issue could be summed up as there's a hit on Dick's head. <laughs> so some guy steals a puppy. He, him and Babs get it back. Issue's done. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it is crafted, and I fucking love this night. It's
2: told phenomenally. Yeah. I just, again, it's yeah. like
0: His Taylor voice and Redondo for are just
2: the n- best team for, for this yeah. book, just trying to be as creative as can be. So I think why I initially, and sorry I mean to cut you off, but why I initially said like this might be one of my top five, you know, favorite Nightwing Dick Grayson single issues is because I kind of rate that on if I wanted to get someone interested in the character and basically say, read this, and by the time you finish it, you would want to read more Nightwing. I think that is absolutely achieved in this issue, like 100. Yep. If I if I just gave them this and was like, read this, and 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 once you get to the end of it, tell me that you don't want to read more Nightwing. I I think I I could almost guarantee that if I gave this to someone, they would absolutely want to read more, especially of not just of this run, but of this character. It's just it's just phenomenal. Um, and so if yeah, I haven't there's no
0: other way to say it.
2: Yeah, if I, if I haven't sung his praises enough, I just, I love it, I love this art team, I, I love the story, I, it's just, again, it's like, um, and I, 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 this is going to sound weird, but, like, I love the font that they use in the opening, too, where it's it's it almost feels like a classic retro, like, a non-stop movement, like, action movie or something, and then yep. the title of the issue is literally just Get Grayson, but it just, it's plastered across that double page spread, and I, I freaking loved it, so... I gave this a nine out of ten. I, I just it was amazing, and I loved it, and I can't wait to reread it and reread it again. Um, now I was going to let Rob mention these, but I think I think I think I kind of have to mention them anyway. There are apparently a number of fun little Easter eggs <laughs> sprinkled yeah. throughout this issue. One mm-hmm. that I probably would not have, you know, understood otherwise. Uh, until Rob informed me of this, but apparently <clears throat> there's a fun little Easter egg on one of the scenes where Dick is riding across the bridge, um, and there's like, there's like this like mini-mart in the background, and in that scene across the wall, like plastered on the wall, there are a couple posters of <laughs> of, of something that I guess if you're familiar with the Gail Simone Tom Taylor <laughs> Twitter War, uh, you'll be you'll be satisfied. So I, will, I won't spoil it, but it is there. Mm-hmm. So I'll just I'll just say for for There's people who are aware one? of that, yeah, for 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 people who are aware of that, keep your eyes open. Um, you. May I got to
0: go back and look at it there. now. Yeah. yeah, I didn't catch or, it. Or
2: should or should we just spoil it here, Rob? Do you want to just go ahead and spoil it?
0: I mean, I spoiled the last one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you pull up the image. Yeah, I, I posted in the
0: Discord, Josh. Uh, I must right have now. missed that. Yeah. Uh,
1: it is. Yeah. So on the outside of a fast food joint, there's a poster uh, that says, "I'm definitely not a bear" with a picture of a bear on it, and it says, "The G Simone Blood Feud Show." Yes. yes yeah. It's fantastic. I love that. It. Is he's, epic. The fact that dude. he's bringing this into his books
0: place now with it is
1: and with with son of kal-el it is
0: one of my favorite things about twitter it's gotten to the point where like her profile says definitely not a bear guys
3: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah no this was uh it was absolutely phenomenal and i just i was like just, I, I remember when they were talking about like the idea of this issue, and I was like, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to see how they execute it. And I was not disappointed at all. It just it blew my mind. And there's a part of me that almost wishes I could. I wouldn't because I like, like this issue, but there's a part of me that wishes I could just tear out all the pages and just line them up all as one thing just to see what it would look like as one giant image. But I'm not oh, going to do yeah. that.
0: You no, know I'm not going to do that
2: because then I'm going to defile the book. Um,
1: you
0: know what, though? It good. You know what, though? What's up? That's why you buy two copies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> you're actually, you, you need, if you're going to do it proper, you need two copies to get yeah. all the pages. So you got to buy three copies. I know. I oh, just, actually, you
0: need four because if you're ever going to get Taylor or Redondo's autograph, this is probably the book you're going to want it. So you're going to yeah, have to this, get another Oh, one this for will that.
2: definitely be the one I want. Actually, exactly. Actually, the, the hard part will be just choosing which, I mean, issue of the, what, like, nine issues they've done so far that I would want to get them to sign, because pretty much every single one has been excellent, um, you know, beginning to end, so... Yep. um i feel i feel like if i ever see bruno redondo at a convention i'm just gonna have a giant ass stack of all the issues of nightwing that you've done right like sign these sign all right these. he's like <laughs> um, but,
0: right. redondo remember, says did you have something you wanted me to sign and brandon's like here's a back <laughs> all of them <laughs> the stack. um
2: i and I, I like i've like kind of done that before greg capullo was at fan expo boston one time and i think i brought six books for him to sign i literally had the entirety of of dark knight's metal and i was just like here and he was like oh <laughs> do you want me to sign all of these i was like yes yes i do
0: and <laughs> hand him yeah. six comics in one hand and ibuprofen <laughs> in the other and say i feel yeah, your pain i was
2: just like I, I understand this is a lot man but like i i kind of need you to sign all of these like i'm yeah. I, I will not leave until that is done um no, obviously but Right. Um,
0: it, no, it's it's just, for me and my five other friends named. Brandon. Yeah,
2: it's it's for yeah. yeah, it's for it's for all my other friends who are named Brandon. Um, they they all just
1: get the out. first one signed and then come back five more times in different <laughs> cosplays. Yeah,
0: he's oh, like uh-uh. He's got more signatures to get. Yeah. Yep. Roll that um, five Brandon deal as far as you can. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just absolutely phenomenal, and uh, and I I just I I, I love this book, like that's it that's really all i have to say it's just such a great book and if you're not reading it you should be like it's just one of my favorite books to come back to every month so um yeah nine out of ten how did you guys feel
1: if if you're not reading it what's wrong with you yes it's simply amazing honestly the connections on the pages are flawless that i've seen an image online of I think it was a comic shop that did just that and they, they yeah. took two copies and, and cut the pages out and put them mm. up together on a wall and it looks fantastic. They yeah. didn't they just they did an angle like kind of like a, a deep shot view but from the left side so it didn't spoil anything in the end. You can only see like a few pages in but you could see in the distance like how far it went. Mm. Um, it just looks so good and there's there's got to be more easter eggs i want to go back and, and try and find more like there was a pride flag in there that wasn't a big easter egg it was, it was big cause it was like front and center of the page and then there's the gail simone stuff so yeah. there's probably all sorts of stuff hidden in the background in this issue uh, that apparently is be fun to just find
2: yeah apparently and i, I gotta I, I don't remember which character it is but one of the characters in the background was um editor on the book Jessica Chen. Oh really? <laughs> I saw I saw that mentioned like somewhere on Reddit oh, apparently. Man. um So yeah, I just apparently they're like it is just you know just filled with, with all these fun little Easter eggs. Um, and all that's cool as hell. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I also, mean, you know
0: what? That's why that I'm convinced. Okay, one hundred percent. The fact that they take the time to put all of that shit into a story that's also enjoyable just shows how much these both of them. Yeah. And hell probably Adriana Lucas too. You could probably look how much all three of them just know the voice of Dick Grayson. Like yeah, who and, they and are. I was, I was they psychically say, and, channel him or some yeah, shit. Yeah,
2: and 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 also, I mean, just giving us a I think at least a fantastic look at at Ludhaven in its entirety. I mean, really again, it's it is a a journey across the city and you pretty much get a full view of what the city looks like top yep. to bottom you know some of the nicer areas some of the cedar, seedier areas but you, you get a sense of like this is the whole city this is kind of the scale of it in this mad dash um to dick's apartment so it just again it's like there's a lot of great storytelling involved for you know an issue that doesn't have a lot of, of story within it which
0: i think is just phenomenal yep. Um, exactly. I mean, it's about his dog getting kidnapped. I mean, yeah. pupnapped or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like it, it could not be more. It could that be more <laughs> basic? But it's just fun, phenomenally and well.
0: Yeah, done well in the voices. Yeah. I'm t- the 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 sense of humor, the way he he writes Dick Grayson. I'm not trying to gush, but I mean, and I'm probably not a, as big a fan as Brandon by any means, but I I. <laughs> you know i grew up with dick grayson you know he was my robin and um he's uh, this is like what i'm reading on the paper is is my head canon for how dick has always behaved does that make sense it's like taylor's tapped into that It's,
2: it's it's really great stuff it's just really really great stuff um and uh it's it's making me want to just go back and, and read it again and again and again.
0: <laughs> just oh, that. I'll definitely trade issue. this one up. It, it it sort of
2: reminds me of and Rob, I think you'll know this one. It reminds me of the Pizza Dog issue from Hawkeye, where oh, it's yeah. just like let's just do something fun, right? Like yeah, with the, a basic concept,
0: but without you know, the tracksuit mafia. Really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, without the Craxi
2: Mafia. But, like, Bro. Re- really really just Bro. doing something creative with the characters, the world, and the storytelling and everything. Like, let's just try and do something fun. And then mm-hmm. I think that was really achieved here. So, um, uh, do you guys have any, any final thoughts? Because I feel like we, we've gushed about this issue for a, a very long time, and I could easily gush about
1: it for an hour, but I know we have a oh, couple yeah. other books to get to. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do. do. Should have done a special episode just for this issue. Like, <laughs> it's not um, um, good.
0: But... My score is eight point seven five.
1: Well then, my score is, and maybe I should have followed Josh's advice and maybe gone through it a second time before I did all my scoring. I just did not have a chance to. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I gave it a ten out of ten. Ah. <laughs> I I see, yeah,
0: fucking good. <laughs> I was like, hold on, this. I I, I gave I gave this a nine point five. I, I was like, wait a minute, this is a story about a damn dog getting kidnapped. I need to go through and reread this. I'm like. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's still hell of enjoyable, but it's super short and it's about a dog napping, so it's yeah, got to it, come down from 9.5. <laughs> probably it
2: probably would have been a 10 for me, honestly, but again, it was just, you know, that that fact that it was a, a, again, a fairly basic story that that went by pretty fast. I was like, "All right, it's it's not perfect, but it is" It's a damn pretty it.
0: damn good yeah, book for like, something completely like, non-essential.
2: I could I could go back <clears throat> I could go back through it so many times, and I would still be just as entertained, even if it was Mm -hmm. a fairly short story.
1: Yep. Um, You could argue it's a short story because, realistically, it only has 22 panels. Yeah, that's true. Which, in most books, that's, like, five pages. In a Tom King book, that's two and
0: a half. (laughs) (laughs) Heard. (laughs)
2: Yeah. But yeah, again, just, just to kind of summarize, this book is excellent. and Excellent, I just, bro. I just, I can't, excellent, bro. And I, I, just, <laughs> I, I can't get enough, and I just can't wait, you know, every time it comes out each month. Which is fun, because the next issue, apparently, the Finger Strikes will be coming back for Nightwing, so it'll be interesting Uh-oh. to see what they do there. Um, but yeah, yeah, cool stuff.
0: Yeah. Good times.
1: Well, wow, uh, I don't have a funny transition here, so we're going to go to the next book, is Nubia and the Amazons. <laughs> this is why you
0: guys always do them, because I can't think of them. <laughs> From but, Nightwing to Nubia, let's yeah, dip into number well, they three.
1: They both start with N, so... Yeah, throw some alliteration in there, why not? <laughs> the John's going to tell us all about that. Nubia and
0: yeah. the Amazons, number three, written by Stephanie Williams and Vita Ayala. pencils by Alita Martinez and Domo Stanton, Mark Morales on inks, Romulo Foyaro Jr. on colors, with Martinez and Laura Martin on the cover. On the shores of Themyscira, a young woman named Xena battles a shark and wins. She did it for food for the island, and it sure is a lot of it. It's a big-ass shark. Oh, yeah. She took it down by getting inside its mouth. One of the Themyscirans, uh baia, I'm assuming, says she feels off She's feeling off, and she walks away. Elsewhere, uh, Andromeda doesn't feel good. She's walking around in the forest, and she's, like, down on her hands and knees, and she starts hearing voices. And that those voices, or voice, excuse me, leads her to a conversation with the reflection of a Gorgon that I'm assuming immediately is Medusa. She's trying to recruit Andromeda with promises of revealing her past, which is... M- a mystery to the newly reborn Andromeda uh most or excuse me not most, but more people are feeling office than Mascarians in the market debate whether or not they like their new queen on the other side of town in a much more luxurious place. Newbie expresses some doubts that she has about being a queen to her girlfriend uh I o or lo, I'm not sure, but Baa shows I think it's, up yeah, I o. Baya shows up with a vision of Nubia in, a, in, in this cycle of anguish with another woman, who I hope is, is an IO. That's horrible. Though no one knows it's Nubia that she saw. Uh, Nubia knows because she described the armor that she wore. That's when Andromeda shows up, pod- possessed by Medusa, and fights and gets away. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, this was a great story, and it, 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 it is fun. Nubia squaring off against Medusa is Medusa's a great character to throw somebody n- that you're trying to get over. And um, Nubia is somebody that is obviously, you know, they're trying to get Nubia over, pick her up some, f- some fans. And this is a story that'll do it in my opinion. Uh, I love the characters, the story. I love the art. I love the colors. Yeah, this is, this is a hit as far as I'm concerned this one got an 8.75 out of 10 for me too it
3: was
2: it had some interesting things for me again I I still really like this look at the Amazons and um, and and sort of like the you know the dynamics of it all and everything but at least for me I don't know I just I don't know that my interest was really there like I, I felt like it was stronger in the first two, but this one just felt like I just I just wasn't as interested as I would have liked to have
0: been. Um, and and with everything happening in the Wonderverse, dude, I'm like, give me all things Themyscira. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I, and I, love, I
2: love that basic premise, which is why I think I kind of wanted to stick with this book. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe it was the, the writing or, or something, but I just, I wasn't as into it as I felt like I was first two so it got a 7.5 for me the art is still you know solid but um i just i I don't know that my interest was really there this week at
1: least um i'm honestly gonna sound that as well um it was it was really weird thinking about this because it doesn't feel like three issues have passed it honestly feels like the second issue but i know that we're on issue three i remember what happened the first two Mm -hmm. it just seemed to go by so quickly but then this one felt like such a slog. It was so heavy on dialogue, and I—I I don't know. Like, I'm still into it, but this one just didn't feel as interesting.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe that was it for me at least. It just it was kind of dialogue heavy and, and felt a little slower. Because again, that yeah. felt like the first one moved along pretty well. And, um, yeah, it, I mean it was definitely yeah. a
0: transitional book, but I mean getting to see yeah. many more people on the which I yeah. have a feeling you know this though, like I said before, I guess I don't know what else to call it. The Wonderverse is about to explode with everything that's going on. We've got the Bond and McDowell that's showing up in <laughs> almost every book. The Mascarins, Nubia, um, Hapallet is over in the Justice League. I mean, they're prevalent everywhere. Yara floor got, what, three or four of them characters in there? Yeah. It's, it's, it's about to explode, and um, getting to know all these different characters that are sure to show up again are... I'm enjoying the hell out of it, that stuff but yeah, is I could right. Again, see it's just, how it's—I yeah, could see it's how it's just a little too slow.
2: Yeah, it just—it felt like this one in particular just felt like it was slowing down. So all that stuff that you mentioned is interesting, and it's still why I'm interested in this book. But just this particular issue wasn't as interesting as I, I wished it could have been. So, yeah, I
1: yeah. get it. I pretty much there too but i'm still 100 percent sold on this whole trial of the amazon story yeah and no, i, I, and I, I, I like this where it's point, leading
3: mm-hmm,
0: i at hope this point we can, i'm um, gonna be pissed if it out. doesn't go good <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
2: yeah no as, as long as it's not another amazon's attack
1: or just like weird wonder woman story um, right then, no, they, i think they're, they're just it. going to be getting attacked yeah 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 yeah, I was I was going to say at this point we can probably figure what this is leading up to, like what trial is going to be somewhat about. Um roughly, you have a rough idea like monsters are popping up in all the stories and mm-hmm. it looks like hell is going to explode on the amazons. Yeah. So.
0: Indeed it does.
1: There's probably going to be a lot of people dying, but for this book I gave it 7.75 out of 10 respectable it's interesting i'm still yeah. sold just, it was just a little slow for me
0: yeah well okay then yeah well uh, <laughs> we've
1: uh whipped that in shape quite well
0: <laughs> there you go yeah
1: I'm, I'm getting the hang of it there you go yeah Hanging in there like a cat. It's Catwoman time, and Brendan's going to tell us all about what's going yes. on in Alleytown.
2: Yeah, no, see, that was good. Um, yeah. yeah, no, this is Catwoman number 38, brought to us by uh, Rom V with art from Casper Weingard, Art and colors, actually, from Casper Weingard, and letters from Tom Napolitano. This is essentially the issue that kind of wraps everything up that's been going on in Alleytown so far. Um Done in, a, I think, in a pretty fun way, at least. Where um, Wonder Woman, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Selena. <laughs> my brain is still on Wonder Woman. Uh, <clears throat> Selena uh, brings herself into the station uh, under the guise of helping these two detectives figure out, you know, what's going on with everything. Even though they are seemingly convinced that she is involved in everything that has been happening, so they ask her kind of a series of questions about you know, some of her current goings-on, um, like there was the funeral for Detective Hadley, and one of the questions is based around why was she there, and we kind of get to see her um, at the funeral as well as a, a conversation that she has with Father Valley, who I guess after this just kind of decides to, like, leave and just and just peace out um, as he ha- feels that he has... Uh, uh, Made penance for his sins and and is is kind of done, um, but we also get some some other interesting stuff in particular with uh, the White Witch and and sort of how Catwoman was involved um, with the, the fight between her, although she kind of claims that she was not involved and in fact it was actually Ghostmaker who you know we know was in that issue, um, and we also get some interesting stuff that might tie Ghostmaker back to the White Witch um, and I'll I'll definitely be interested to see how that plays out especially now that that Ghostmaker will be popping up in Batman again Um, but yeah a lot lot of just I think like really interesting loose ends that are tied up while also setting up some stuff for the future We see Shoes finally reunite with uh, Cheshire, but only briefly, uh, as they just kind of well, not themselves. really
0: reunite, right? They it, it was showing them meat, wasn't it?
2: Well, because I guess shoes yeah, might not know. Yeah, I don't think shoes knows, but I think Cheshire kind of knows. Well, Cheshire definitely knows, um, and kind of we at least get to see them together again, um, you know, for for the first time in a long time. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but. In any case, uh, after her questioning, uh, the detective, Colic decides that even if Catwoman has alibis for everything else that she's been doing in Alleytown, he's not gonna let her get away with this, decides to hold her at gunpoint and take her off into the distance um, before revealing that that detective was not actually a detective in a twist ripped straight out of Harley Quinn and that the detective and some of the other characters who had been appearing in the police precinct were played by none other than Matt Hagen, a.k.a. Clayface himself, uh, in a ruse to get Selena out of any kind of suspicion and sort of let her ride off into the sunset, uh, scot-free of any kind of criminal implications.
0: Um, Thank goodness.
2: Yeah, and, but, I mean, again, as just kind of a, a you know wrap-up to everything that's been going on, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I know... Like, there's not really a ton of story there, but I thought it was just kind of fun. You know, it's like a really Whoa. great way to show, you know, Rom's time on Catwoman and his time with the character is, you know, this kind of way to say, like, at the end of the day, the cat is always going to get away scot-free because that's what she does and she's still able to make a difference in her community of town and everything, but... She'll be back in, in some shape or form. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, And also, shout out to Casper Weingard, who really I'd only known from Homesick Pilots with Dan Waters, which is a great book. Um, first time doing interiors in a DC book, as far as I know. Um, and just did a really great job, especially with some of the colors. I mean, it's very, very vivid. So good stuff. I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was like just a solid wrap up, honestly. And, um, I hope that the next run is is just as interesting.
0: Yeah. See, now, I I this is this, it was never meant to be an action-packed comic story. Like yeah. it's this has always been almost like a character study of Catwoman and Alley Tone, and how she's trying to keep it afloat. And I think Ron V did an amazing job throughout the whole arc.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
0: People who don't like slow stories probably aren't going to like this but i'm i love the way that it ended everything was tied up in a nice little bow with a whole bunch of stuff not loose ends but um little tiny seeds that could possibly be picked up in a bunch of different directions so i i i think you know what all i'm gonna say is bravo i thought this was a really really amazing run 8.75 out of 10 on this one too
1: yeah, this is a very fitting end to an awesome run. Yep. I'm sad to see him go as we all are, but he he he's got bigger things on the go. He's got a lot of books at Marvel going on. We got more swamp thing and he's got a kid to take care of yep. so Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad to see him. I'm imagine writing all those
2: comics and you gotta be a father. I know, right. <laughs> right.
0: Wait a second. Brandon, do we know yeah. who's picking up Catwoman next? Oh, uh, we do. Down,
2: yeah, down. no, that was uh, I think announced a little while back, but it is um, Teeny Howard and Nick, Nick, Nico Leone. Um, oh, Teeny Howard.
0: Teeny uh, Howard. Uh, yeah, that should I, I, be good. I
2: know. You, I know you oh, haven't yeah. been reading a ton of Marvel stuff, but Teeny no. Howard, at least from what I know, um, probably most known for Excalibur and Strike Force, one of which was pretty good. The other mm, Strike Force. But I think honestly, with Strike Force, at least it just that book was always kind of on a, in a rough place because it, like, I it's think Strike Force. It, well, Strike Force and yeah. also, like, I think it, it basically ended after like, you know, seven issues just because it got kind of got cut short by some of the COVID stuff. So um, I don't think it really ever had a chance to be kind of this bigger thing. But um, it sh- it should be I'm at least interested to see you know what that run might be.
1: Strike Force, is that based on the mobile game
2: The name is yeah <laughs> Wait, uh, I got the, They basically Wanted a book with the name And then they just kind of built A team around it Are you fucking It was a with weird me? team too like It was like spider woman Winter soldier blade Um <laughs> Who else am I forgetting um, I think Elsa Bloodstone was in it It was It was a weird collection of people
1: Wow what the hell? That's yeah. not what I'd picture a team called Strikeforce. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it kind right. of had
2: like an interesting like hook of, of why they all come together. But again, I think just by the nature of being a, a run that was cut short and never really had time to kind of grow.
1: They were striking by force. Yes. They were striking for better stories. <laughs> I think it tried to. Yeah. uh <clears throat> as for cat though yeah it's i think there's some nice closure all around though uh we're going to see Ghostmaker again i i can't remember what book it is i think it's uh what the hell is the the, the anthology batman book going oh, on? urban I think legends urban yeah. legends i think he's popping up in that with the white witch yes coming up yeah soon. yeah But I just, I've been saying for months, I can't wait to see Roy and Jade and Leanne together again. And we're getting so much closer. I just can't wait to see where it's going to happen.
2: I get the feeling it might be in Titans Academy,
1: but we'll see. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Maybe once they finish the Red X
2: stuff. Yeah. I hope soon. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I have a big old
1: teary reunion and uh Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll all be happier for it damn straight (laughs) as for this book though i gave it a nine out of ten for me yeah i i just i was really enamored with the the way it was crafted
2: (laughs) yeah a lot of like really well crafted books this week yeah
1: (coughs) i will agree with that so we've gone to the small alleys of valley town and now we're going to take a look at the big wide world of the multiverse as, as
2: big as you can imagine man That's bigger yeah
1: bigger than that we're talking we about beyond the multiverse here yeah you don't even know it's just like incarnate
0: number two two thank you i was gonna say three <laughs> yeah it something. feels like it's been longer
2: yeah. yeah well these are yeah these are like, <laughs> i guess like larger issues they're like 30 page issues they feel a lot longer
0: yeah before you get into it let me see it i think it's brad anderson it's not credited but that cover is kick ass
2: yeah, oh, yeah. it's gary frank and brad anderson i'd know that team anywhere Okay. Um for for any for any of you Doomsday Clock fans. Mm. Actually shit, really anything that he did with Jeff John- and and Geiger, which we mentioned actually. That's also uh Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Love mm. if, he, if he said the word
1: Doomsday Clock fans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I know it's like Doomsday 17 Clock 17 readers.
1: People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. not not a, not a ton of them but Oh, I liked
0: it. <laughs> Where's my Green Hulk? Damn it!
1: The only thing I liked out of that book was Secret Crisis.
3: <laughs>
2: I know. What? I, 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 I I I still defend that book, but I I understand a lot of the criticism.
1: It it did have its moments.
0: Yeah. Boy, I th- I
2: like, think I was just I was invested in it for so long that at that point I was just like, I I can't I can't turn on this. I. I nothing nothing will nothing will turn me away from it but yeah um
1: yeah. I, I think it's just, it just had the the three jokers treatment where it just took so damn long to come out and get to the oh, point God. that we just stopped caring
2: i know well the thing about the three jokers is like once it came out i mean it it literally just there was no fanfare almost it was like it no. came and it went and they and it pushed took out like the, four
1: years from his yeah, big tease
2: I know it, t- it took four years, and they finally announced the book. It got delayed because of COVID, and then it finally came out like October of last year with no delays. All three books came out on time, and then no one talked about it because it was I did not the best book. <laughs> you did, yes, I did, yeah, yeah.
0: I talked about it a lot. I yeah. loved, I loved the first two and a half. That's, that's I, I, lo- I like. Yeah.
2: yeah, I, I like. I liked one and a half parts of it i loved the first yeah. issue i still think that's a great first issue oh, to yeah. one yeah no, no, no. i liked parts of the second issue and then the third issue i was like i'm not reading this again yeah
1: <laughs> you get to the end and there was
0: i know i was yep, i read it the one time oh, too and i was yes. like that that is how i rate I, I was raving to my wife about this fucking book mm-hmm. and i got to issue three and i'm like what the Fuck? i know i was so mad. <laughs> well
2: especially because like we had been waiting for so well i know we're on a tangent at this point but like it, Rob, it you're, you're exactly right like we they had announced this book i think in 2017 like i remember right. it was, yeah like, it was ridiculous new york comic-con 2017 they're gonna put out the three right. jokers he along with the other dark, Black. Dark war. yeah oh yeah in 2016 yeah, right. even, even further back and it's like by the time it finally came the fact that that was what we got i was just so disappointed was well, it Side War,
1: or was it here the villain?
2: Oh no, it was it was Dark Side War. You're right. It was Dark Side War? Okay. Yeah, that was when it was. I think like first teased. Um,
1: yeah. On just, Batman's on the Mobius chair.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just just that versus what we got the hype around it versus what was actually delivered was just uh, it still yeah. it still kills me.
0: I will tell you one thing that I will never forget. About that book that I absolutely love, that was done. Was when the Joker said that the biggest joke of all was that it hurts to laugh. I don't. The, it, I'm not saying it verbatim, but that that part right there, just that panel, it, it's it's the one beautifully redeeming thing about that book.
2: Yeah, there there are parts of that book that work but I think in the end especially just the ending just completely killed any love I could have given it although I, again I still think that first issue by itself is, is still pretty good it could, it could almost work as it's own issue but it just there's too much other story that
1: it doesn't entirely work yeah I don't know I, I have deep thoughts <laughs> about the, the Joker but yeah. I'll save that for the live stream
0: that's yeah, yeah, no, we can we can music. really go into it.
1: Up. Yeah, yeah, December thirty first, potentially one PM. Yeah. be here or be somewhere else, but be, be here. Elsewhere, be elsewhere, be <laughs> in an else world. But you ain't
0: gotta uh, be at home, day. but your ass had better be here.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, we really hope you can stop cause by. I was not better
0: Yeah, and
2: I, I <laughs> <laughs> earlier this morning when I was not feeling like shit. I cooked up um, some comic trivia that I'm going to test these two gentlemen with.
0: Oh, boy. Some of
2: it is, I think, pretty straightforward, but some of it I really had to to pull out some deep cuts. So better brush up on your comic's history because, like I I said, I'm not pulling any punches, and I I expect your A game. Um, And I I I
1: will also have my... uh, uh, villains quiz that i had last time nice. that only you guys could hear because we have <laughs> audio issues so i figure i can i can redo it and maybe add a few to make yeah. it a little more fresh
2: I, I will say this once i finished my first 10 questions this is all i will say about them um i realized they put in a lot more uh a lot more references to things that are Canadian than I had expected to. That's all I'll say. All right. So that, uh, uh, make of that what you will. Think of
1: America run with Stargirl and Martian Hunter. Let's
2: yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basic. Well, I just I got to the end of my questions. I was like, wow, put in a lot. Some I must have like been feeling some kind of way, where I just have all these references to certain Canadian things. But anyway. Um, <laughs> we should probably talk about. What were we talking
1: about? The nothing. Uh, uh, that's Justice it. That's, that's that's Justice, Justice League Karnet. in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They live streamed from uh, the House of Heroes about a book that nobody read. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Justice League and card at number two. Uh, written by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver. With art by the team of Kyle Hotz, Andre Bresson, Paul Pelletier, and Norm Ratmond, who split the book up, I think, somewhat evenly. Uh, with colors by Hi-Fi and letters from Tom Napolitano. The House of Heroes is under attack by Grail and Kalabak with a horde of parademons. The JLI members on board figure out a plan with Orion where he can use his astral harness to pilot the house through bleed space and shake off the parademons before they can get inside. Meanwhile, the JLI out in the multiverse have found themselves on Earth 13, suspiciously not where Darkseid landed, but with the uh, <laughs> not where Darkseid landed with the tear, but it's a good place to locate him. This is the Earth of magic users, and Superman uses his contacts to get in touch with the heroes of this planet, Hellblazer and Super Together with Anataz, they find where Darkseid has gone, but it's not a pretty place. He is in another plane of existence, fighting with Asmodel, the giant angel. The JLI seemingly burn away, but are actually teleported to the scene of the battle, and they race off to move the tear before Darkseid notices them, but before they get a chance, a boom tube opens up, and the Batwoman, who laughs, emerges to take on oh, everybody. My
2: eyes went into the back of my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Uh. as Darkseid is taking down asmodel the batwoman who laughs and gets her hands on the tear but dr multiverse uses her ability to teleport her to the house of heroes in a holding cell just as orion begins to move it so instead batwoman who laughs appears in the control room and starts tearing shit up kalabak and grail break in and the house loses control and starts bouncing around the bleed like a pinball Dino Cop asks Harbinger to activate the House of Villains protocol, which seems to be a self-destruct sequence for the House of Heroes. And back to the away team, Dr. Multiverse ended up teleporting everyone as well, but to different Earths. She ended up with Calvin on an Earth where they don't have powers. Batman is on seemingly an animated Earth. Avery <laughs> is in the middle of a pirate sea, and Captain Carrot landed in the 90s. At least what I think is the '90s, because that looks no like what the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Uh, so I, honestly, I think the the artists for this were well picked for each part of the story that they had. Like the yeah. the the art for Earth 13 was just fantastic. It set yeah. the tone so well.
2: And I for... I um, I I have to say, I don't know if it's Joshua Williamson or Dennis Culver, mm-hmm. but someone is is clearly a very very big grant morrison fan because there are a lot of easter eggs in this book to things that i was just like wow like that's a deep cut like asmodel is fighting a giant dark side alongside like a miniature sprite of i couldn't believe it for a second the sheeta queen from seven soldiers of victory and i was like whoa i can't believe someone actually remembers that um and then the the actually the the like superhero looking Hellblazer, and I didn't even remember this until someone mentioned it on a, another forum. But I, I actually I couldn't believe that. I don't remember it, but apparently that is from an old issue of Doom Patrol of the Grant Morrison run on Doom Patrol, where Danny has like a or s- some kind of thing where basically like the, all these kind of. Um, Mystical characters are reimagined as like Jack Kirby
0: style characters. Oh, wow!
2: I, I can, oh, yeah, nice. I can send you the, the pictures of from, from that issue, but uh, like Danny all these the just,
0: Street as a Jack yeah, Kirby character.
2: Yeah, it's just like all these like deep cut references to, to stories that he'd done in the past. That was like someone so, uh, you can tell, like, someone clearly is a fanboy, or is like, I'm gonna put in all these little Easter eggs
3: and someone service.
2: Will yeah, someone will notice. <laughs> Um, yeah. I I know this, <laughs> um, but sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, no, that's 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 actually really cool. There's, al well, I didn't know there were so many Easter eggs. I was just really enamored with her at thirteen. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, me too. And Taz being a Weird that they just re- <laughs> well, yeah, reverse her name, which actually oh, made I me just think. Just got a, that. Yeah. Oh, I am so Reverse, yeah. Which made me think of an interesting uh, else world, where everybody else speaks backwards, but Satana speaks forwards. Oh man! And I have no idea where that could go. That could just be like <laughs> a one-page thing or something. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, like first, let's just leave the Who Laughs characters alone after this. Like is interesting. Okay, Batwoman Who Laughs, okay, something different. Kathy Kane is from Aqua Woman's World, yeah. yeah. But she's not a dark multiverse character, she's part of this universe, which is interesting, (sighs) but let's just leave it alone. I I just
2: thought we were done with the the Who Laughs
1: characters after Death Metal.
2: I'd hoped we were. Like I didn't want to see another one for the rest of my life.
1: But well, the the, the Batman Who laughs is off on Fortnite and uh, he's not coming back.
2: Yes. Yeah, right. So, thank course. goodness.
1: Yeah. Um and I hope he stays there. <laughs>
0: what do you guys have for scores?
1: I uh, I gave this an eight point five.
2: Yeah, no, I, I still like am having a lot of fun with this series. Um again, I think my main gripe was just like I it, it is a lot. <laughs> There's a lot happening, yeah. and so there are points where it's like I'm just trying to kind of keep track of everything going on with Dark Side and also the House of Heroes and some of the other stuff that they're mentioning with like the great darkness. And so it it can kind of be a lot. And I definitely felt that a little bit more in this issue. Um, that didn't affect my score a ton, but it was just like, OK, I hope this doesn't become overwhelming in the future. Um, and then just the, the Batwoman who laughs. I was just like yes i can understand what you're doing and it is kind of funny but it's also like please no like uh, don't don't like uh, i i hope this is just like a bit like a oh haha batwoman who laughs and then she's gone like i don't want this to be a part of whatever next event josh williamson has i i don't need to see another who laughs character
3: um
2: but yeah other than that i I really had no problems and it was just a lot of fun really great art especially from kyle Hotz. i love like Rob said, the look of this world. and I actually really love the way he draws Captain Carrot in particular, like all the characters, but especially Captain Carrot. Um, but yeah, it's just, like, it just a lot of fun, um, and I gave it an 8.25 out
1: of 10.
0: Did you give it, Rob?
1: Yeah, I gave it an 8.5. Uh, I'm loving Justice League Incarnate, to be honest. It's, it is a lot, but mm. I've always eaten up this whole multiverse stuff, and, and oh, yeah. this is a book I would not mind having more of. I've been saying for years, ever since Multiversity, when they first introduced yeah. this kind of team with the House of Heroes, just give us a book with the JLI going across the Multiverse, saving the day for things where a regular team might not be enough.
2: Yeah, well, I think I think for a while, people were kind of afraid to touch it, just because it was such a, you know, a heavy Morrison concept, and they were kind of wondering if they were going to come back and do a sequel, but... I'm, I'm really glad that people are just kind of, you know, willing to explore more with these characters, like you said, Rob, and just, you know, have fun. And, and I'm right there with you. I would I, I would be totally happy if this were, like, maybe maybe not an ongoing, because I know that would probably be a little bit hard, but, like, if you just had, like, a series of, of minis, basically, and it was just, like, Justice League Incarnate solving multiversal mysteries,
1: like, I'd be yeah. totally down for that, too. Yeah, like, like a superpower Scooby-Doo. Exactly, (laughs) the House of Heroes is the mystery machine. Dark side, it counts. (laughs) They they rip off Dark Side's (laughs) mask. Dark Side's mask. Yeah, (laughs) it's actually High Father.
2: High Father, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling multiversal
1: kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that works. Captain Carrot is totally Scooby though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Except he doesn't eat Scooby snacks. No, he just eats carrots. Yeah. Carrot
0: snacks. Root vegetables. Oh,
1: God. Uh, Just at at the end of it all, I think, literally the end at the last page, I think to round it up, Calvin and Dr. Multiverse, (sighs) I want to say are on Earth 51, if they're still doing that counting. Mm. The Earth that Superboy Prime came from, where it was basically our world.
2: I, I heard that theory. And yeah. I, I think that'll be pretty funny.
1: that would be interesting. Yeah. And Thomas Wayne, Bat- Dr. Batman. Uh, oh, my God. That was, ah, <laughs> oh shit. That was, that was, I kind of yeah. spoiled it, but that was going to be my favorite moment. Yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> it just um, made me laugh. I, I think <laughs> he's in the animated series world. Mm-hmm. It looked like that kind of art style. And uh, I, but the I, think, are I think I think kind of
2: Avery a, might be on work. the the pirate Batman world. Oh
1: yeah, maybe. yeah.
2: Where it's like yeah, Batman and all of his villains, and also Superman. and The others are all pirates. And then I have oh, yeah. no idea. I feel like I've like, seen that character before. Was John Jones looking is. guy right? Yeah, I just I, yeah. For the life of me, I can't remember.
1: But. Yeah, it's bugging me. Yeah. Now yeah, we'll find out in a month. Yeah, Josh,
2: did you give your score?
0: No, not yet.
1: Sorry, I've
0: (laughs) no. That's fine. I've been waiting to you guys uh, for you guys to finish. Um,
2: We've been geeking out.
0: (laughs) I think it's an amazing cover. I think it's an amazing cover. Uh, (laughs) Uh (laughs) Maybe this would work for me if it was an oversized monthly that was going to last twelve issues, but. Inside this book, it is dense, dense word balloons over small, tiny, crammed panels that have an okay average story right up until Batwoman, who last shows up. The art inside is phenomenal. They're amazing teams. I can't take that away from this book at all, especially considering how tiny the panels are and you're able to detail be able to pick out all the details of everything Mm. but we've even got the obligatory characters that are ending up scattered across time and space again I mean I feel like that's just probably one of the most tired ass tropes that I've heard of um with team books I'm I, I'm i just, I'm it's issue number two. It's not as eh as the first one, but I'm just not into this at all. And it's not because it's hard to keep track of. This one was really easy to tell what was going on the whole damn time. But it just, I don't like the way it's done. Everything is just crammed in so much. It's almost like maybe we should read it in book form with an illustration every now and then. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it. You guys did. That's why I was waiting until <laughs> the end. Uh, <laughs> Six out of 10 from me.
2: Oof. Damn. <clears throat>
3: well, I mean, that's fair. That's, yeah, that's why we you know, do this. Uh, we
1: all have a different opinion and we all have different voices on it. Yeah. Ex- no, except uh, Nightwing.
2: I think I think, I think. think that's fair. Yeah. Except <laughs> Nightwing. I mean, how did <laughs> you take that? Um, no, I, th- I think that's fair. And I, I, I definitely hear where you're coming from, where. Just it can feel like it's you know maybe it's just crammed you know to the, the absolute most with just stuff. Um, yeah. I not, but I I would really totally
0: is. if you if you made this a 50 page book every month with bigger panels in it, the words wouldn't overtake the amazing art that's behind it. The amazing art wouldn't be shrunk to one and a quarter inch by two inch panels. And it, it, I feel like it would be just way better. Now I realize that that's asking a whole shit ton because they'd have to jack that price way the fuck up. So it's completely unrealistic. So this is the only way they'd be able to go. But it for me, that's just it's not the way to go at all.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, while Rob and I may not have that concern, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: yeah huh? i I definitely see it that's it hopefully for the books it gets better hopefully it it's, gets it's better a five issue mini right
2: yeah no it's, it's only five issues, five issues and, yeah. and, you know again maybe the next one will, will really pull you in but even if it doesn't hey you know. That just That's means that... Uh,
0: Stretch it out to we, 10 issues. Shit, just yeah, 10 regular-sized issues. I, I mean, I was, would
2: love more yeah. issues of this team, but... Um, but, I mean, it would it would mean drawing,
0: the, 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 drawing <laughs> yeah. the issues out, like cutting them in half and just having bigger art panels, less words. I felt like I, mean, it, there, I was reading was, Bendis.
2: So, so <laughs> your concern was just that it was really wordy and just kind of R- dense?
0: Dense and overtaking the art where, mm-hmm. like, I had to look for what was happening.
2: Interesting.
0: It, yeah, the, I, the oversized I, I dialogue and the tiny little panels just made it made it a little too much.
2: Interesting. Yeah, no, I personally I, I, I didn't have that problem but um, it, uh, it'll be interesting kind of going through it again maybe <laughs> Because, I, yeah, I, I definitely see what you mean. It was, it was definitely dense in a lot of, of places, but I don't, I don't know. I think I was just interested in the story and the places that maybe it didn't bother me as much. But That's hey, what tends to happen. That's
0: how, yeah. that's how we uh, ended up. Everybody wanted to give Nightwing a 9.5. Yeah, yeah. All right,
3: well,
1: that is the books and now we're going to go over and give our top three and a favorite moments Brandon you want to get us started
2: sure um so my top three books for this week starting at number three I had a two-way tie because both these books were just a lot of fun and I just I really dug them and I, I could not choose between them which one I wanted for my third spot but that was Justice League Incarnate Number two and Wonder Woman Evolution number two. Hey, they're both number two. It was very nice. Um, but yeah, both both of them were just really fun and and I dug them a lot. Um, but number two, which should come as no surprise to anyone, I uh, had Nightwing eighty seven, just a phenomenal issue, both in terms of its storytelling and also just the characterization. Everything it just had a lot of really great stuff about it. And again. If you're someone who maybe has been on the fence about reading this Nightwing series, I feel like you could read this issue alone and just it would captivate you enough to get you to read the rest of the series. Um, but my number one spot, which actually may be a little bit of a surprise, so you know, try not to fall out of your chair for anyone who's listening. Um, but my number <laughs> one spot of this week actually was Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number six. Um, oh. I've <laughs> been keeping up with that series, and I mean, the latest issue that I read was just you know, it was just a phenomenal issue. I mean, really, almost a standalone issue in itself that um, really just focused on, you know, sort of the, the um, I don't know if trauma, well, no, I actually think trauma is probably the appropriate word, but trauma that Kara kind of carries that at least me as someone who never really read Supergirl um, didn't really think about that, that Kara kind of carries with her in her life and, and sort of, uh, almost almost gave me a new perspective on Supergirl and that you know I know that she's you know a superhero and cousin of Kal-El and all these other things, but one of the things that i'd never thought of of Kara as a survivor and I think this issue in particular at least just really kind of gave me that that perspective of looking at at Kara as a survivor of this incredible tragedy of, of Krypton and still finding her way and still fighting and still just being a hero and um, that paired with the incredible art from Bilkis Evely, just, again, I would be lying to myself if I didn't say that this was the issue I enjoyed the most this week. It was just absolutely phenomenal um, from beginning to end. Um, so I know that, that Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow is not everyone's favorite book on this show, but at least for me, it's it's been uh, A Hell of a ride so far and and this issue particularly stand out now. now My favorite moment is not from Supergirl woman of tomorrow Um, That would have to go to a moment in Justice League incarnate that Rob already spoiled But fuck it. I'm just gonna say it anyway, Um, and that is the interaction between dr. Multiverse and Thomas Wayne Batman Uh, specifically Dr. Multiverse refers to Thomas Wayne as Dr. Batman uh, just because she or he always calls Calvin Ellis President Superman and she decided that um, you know she figured that probably best that, that she calls him Dr. Batman and now until the end of time I will always refer to the flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman as Dr. Batman because that is so fitting even yeah. though he very sternly was like never do that again um, <laughs> but I think it's great Doctor Batman. and I, I, thought, I thought it was funny as hell so yeah that was that was my favorite moment
1: Right on. Huh? Hi, Josh. What about you? Uh,
0: my third place was a very, very close one. Um, all, all <laughs> actually, all three of these. There, I, I reread a couple. I, I had to reread like four of them to come up with this. But in any case, top three. Number three goes to Nubia. Just narrowly beating out One Dark Knight. Number two goes to Catwoman. I think it was an awesome end to an arc that I have loved since it began. And number one, and it's it's very unusual for me to pick an inconsequential story in, in my top three, but Nightwing was... Just that good. And that's also where my favorite moment comes from when Nightwing is chasing down the assassins slash puppy thieves. A guy on the corner says, Nightwing, here, take my motorcycle. You saved my parents once and I like both of them.
2: What a bro, right?
0: It's <laughs> like I like <laughs> both of them. I like both of my parents. Here, dude, take my bike.
2: Yeah, here. Take my my <laughs> motorcycle. Take my walk, right? take my helmet. Yeah. No, oh, my social security number
0: two. <laughs> Here's my girlfriend. Yeah.
2: I like my girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. I like yeah. both of them. <laughs> and that's my that's my top three. Fair enough. How about uh, you, Rob?
1: Me, I had at number three, I had Catwoman, Lonely City. I'm just really enamored with that world that that's been built that you can have a very interesting Gotham City and Batman is just not involved and and realistically this is a story pretty much only about the villains there's only one Bat family character in it and it's Batgirl and she's a politician (laughs) so yeah that, that sold me completely on the entire world number two is regular Catwoman was just I think as I said before a very fitting end and I am going to miss the hell out of Ron V's writing yep and number one, to the surprise of, I think, absolutely nobody, I had Nightwing. It was just fantastic. Oh my what? But I'm going to give it another look in a second reading and be maybe a little more critical, and I expect myself to still feel the same way. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment also comes from Nightwing. It's just the last page, I think. I When I got to that last page, I took a picture of it and sent it to my fiancé because it was just,
0: Oh, look at Beautiful. them! They're happy. Adorable. Yeah,
1: it's like a little family. Yeah. And as a Dick Babs stand, I'm just like, yeah, they they have a puppy now. They're a they're Bitewing, sweet child.
2: Yeah. Well, he corrects was, himself. Very nice. In that yeah. in in a bre- a previous moment where he's just like, they took Haley. She's like, what? I was like, no, they took Bitewing, and bite I was wing. like, there you yeah. go.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's it. I don't remember if that was a Tom Taylor original idea like or we read that on Twitter and no like, I think oh, I think that that's came that's from online because
2: everyone yeah. literally yeah. was just like oh if he has a dog call it Bitewing," bite and bite, it was yeah. so
1: genius <laughs> that's brilliant
0: agreed but I do like that her name is Haley too like after Haley's Circus so that's yeah pretty
1: cool. which is very nice hmm. okay folks that was our favorite part and now it's time for your favorite part it's the biggest thinker Oh, that's nasty. And what made your stink list, guys, if you want to kick us off, Brandon? Uh, I I don't know. I, I didn't really
2: have anything that was bad this week, honestly. It was more just ones that probably weren't as interesting. So, uh, At least for the stinker, while I, I probably would like to abstain, I ended up just putting Nubia in the Amazons. Because, again, while <gasps> not a bad book, it was really more was just like I wish... I had been as interested in this issue as I had been with the previous two. Um, So I feel like, while it was not bad, it was more just disappointing.
0: Understandable. To each their own. Mine was Justice League Incarnate. Surprise, surprise. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. this is interesting, because mine is also Nubia. (laughs) sounding Brandon for pretty much the same reason i, I just felt kind of lost at times not necessarily a bad book no she was kind of weak yeah, in my opinion
2: again as compared to the first two which i was pretty interested in this one just felt like kind of a,
1: a disappointment yeah we find ourselves in a, an interesting crosswords where brandon <laughs> and i we love of, and hate you know, the opposite
0: books. Josh is all up on it.
1: I know. I love JLI. Yeah. And Josh is,
2: That's eh. uh, <laughs> interesting. Well, at least we all enjoyed Nightwing. At least there's, like, yes. there's one thing we Common can all
0: Ground. Miss. Happy yeah, holidays to yeah, everyone.
1: That and that Catwoman. Oh, yeah. All Catwoman. Like Honestly, that's the way the world should work. Everybody should just find Common Ground and love <laughs> Nightwing. That's yes. it.
2: I mean, I would be totally down for that, a society where everyone loves Nightwing. But
0: yeah. um, Wait, there's people that don't?
2: Believe it or not, oh, there are some you, people you. out there who do yeah. not like Dick Grayson. Henry I don't Harris,
0: think I've even so much as seen that on the internet. They are,
2: they the are internet. lesser than in my eyes. Yeah, you do not want to fraternize <laughs> with those no, kinds of they people. No, are, they are not people I want to associate with. Yeah, they're Tim Drake fans.
0: Uh, There are people on Reddit who try to be funny in the no-sleep subreddit.
2: Well, I guess there's like this uh, (laughs) kind of unknown war um, where apparently you can't be a Nightwing fan and also a fan of the other Robins. You have to choose your fighter like we're playing an arcade game and you can only hitch your wagon to one Robin and all the others are, are... lesser in comparison. So you just have like wow. this viewing between like Tim Drake fans and Dick Grayson fans and the fifteen Damian Wayne fans and
0: <laughs> Hey, you uh, shut up. I'm a Damian <laughs> Wayne fan. Wait,
2: uh first I'm a fan of this? all
0: of them except I for am too.
2: I love I love the all fake ones I I mean obviously Dick's my favorite, but I, I don't understand <laughs> this mentality of like I can only like one and all the others are like non-essential
1: yeah like like first off that whole concept is bullshit like the the whole idea of robin and was even brought up as a concept in we are robin yeah. if you're robin you're all robin exactly it's, it's a it's a fraternity of itself apart from even just batman everybody's all, a robin all the robins and it's, love each other robin together yeah and secondly dick grayson would kick all the other robins ass he's clearly yeah. the best one like come on there's not yeah. even a contest
2: yeah i mean i i, I i'm not going to argue with that but i guess some people just <laughs> they, they don't they don't understand
0: okay so here's the thing we've we've all seen tim drake whoop the shit out of nightwing and we've seen damian you say Wayne. I've
1: seen it but i, I might have blocked
0: it you might have blocked it i, I mean know. it it yeah. uh
2: i can't think of any moments I know the, the future Tim Drake did, but I don't know. It does that if really count, though? He was Batman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: As he should be. But um, not that way. Not that way. Everyone <laughs> knows there's, only,
2: everyone knows there's only one person who's fit to be Batman, and his name that's is Jason Damian Todd. Wayne. <laughs> 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 Damian Wayne is like literally from the moment he showed up, he's like, I'm going to be Batman. Fuck the rest of you. Non-essential files. All right. <laughs> here's the
0: thing, though. Uh, the only way that that's okay is if he d- ditches the cape and gets the trench coat.
1: Of course. Yeah. Because I mean, that costume was pretty dope. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> oh. <okay.
0: laughs> no. Tim Drake's my guy. I think she's Damien I Robin that I hasn't think,
1: actually
2: been Batman. He like was the crazy demented Batman in Battle for the cowl, but I don't know if that counts yeah Yeah, he was like running around with guns that was a cool ass costume but um, obviously he was not fit to be Batman
0: (laughs) well I mean seriously nobody but Tim is
2: Dick Grayson. Uh, no, uh, no, you, n- re- no, real, I don't care. I will argue real, it. Real Nightwing scene, is,
0: <laughs> Nightwing has moved so far away from what he started out as. He's just, he's a totally different character. Uh, bringing him, bringing him in into the cowl, in. bringing him into the cowl would be a disservice to Dick Grayson.
2: I don't know I don't know about that. I mean we gotta do Well a really well hold on, one. we can you know what? Batman this is Rabbit. something
0: we can talk about on the live stream.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes Because <it> <laughs> yes, that's gonna it take is. a long time. <laughs> yeah, we can we can
2: definitely go in depth on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, cramming your holidays full of stuff because we're going to be releasing <laughs> this on uh Christmas Day and then live streaming on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, yeah, forget your holiday plan. Stick with us, kid. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I, I just before we we go on I do appreciate that all three of us have a different fighter in the Robin War
2: <sighs> in the Robin yeah, he, yeah in the in the Robin battle battle yeah oh. battle wait wait who's wait who's electrical. your fighter then Rob if if Josh is Tim Drake and I'm Dick Grayson who are you Wait, hold on. Gaming. You
0: got to pick backups.
2: Oh no, that was a joke. <laughs> oh, shit. no, no, no. Obviously. I mean, <laughs> okay, I know. Well, I'm I'm yeah. in Dick's camp. Yeah, no. Just just based stick on with that history, ass. he's he would be the best person for the role of Batman. But
1: like
0: you All said, right. we can oh, get hold on. That re-, re- reconfiguring Batman, Robin, and Nightwing with the existing Batman characters with the exception of Bruce Wayne. That is something I want you guys to think about, write down, and bring to the table on New Year's Eve. Because okay, I so want to like talk those, about
1: that. Those three names, but with different characters. Right, rotate. Them. Like a new Batman, new Robin, new Nightwing.
0: Exactly. Like we were I just talking just about who would be the right person to fill the Batman's shoes. Well, okay. oh, who would I, I who would will... be the right Batman, and that Batman's Robin, and then those two's Nightwing.
2: Oh, I, I I pretty much already have that one squared away because I have a yeah. basically a pitch that I wrote for a Tim Drake as Nightwing story. So I'll be bringing those, I'll be bringing all that stuff to the, the our little New Year's
1: Eve live stream. That would be. I, I don't I don't have a pitch, but I, I have three names.
0: All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk about them on my New Year's Eve.
1: Yes. Let's do it.
0: And I think that wraps the show up, doesn't it?
1: It, it does. does. I think you're right. It's getting to be about that time. Where's my script? There it is. Okay. And that's our show. <laughs> Remember, you can help support the show by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NAR podcast for just a I- dollar a month.
0: Dollar. <laughs> you can pay monthly. You can tip one time. Any Anything will get you <laughs> access to our discord server as long as you keep showing us some love. Um, So you don't have to sign up for any accounts or anything like you do with Patreon or any of those other premium shelf services. Just come on over to Discord where we post every single episode of all of the Not A Robot shows, not just comics. So you get access to everything and you get to geek out with us and and argue about who's the better Batman and whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Which
1: it isn't. (laughs) Yeah. we've covered that.
0: <laughs> it's still ongoing still, in the boards though it's still
1: ongoing. a lot of fun times yeah we, we every so often there's a big debate going around the quote-unquote offices and you gotta just join in it's a lot of fun yeah beyond that you can also get your name shattered out on the podcast of your choice access to all of our material and more And as always, there's only one way we say goodbye around here. Until next time. Good to each other.
0: And don't be a robot.